Hello and welcome to episode 81 of Kaiju Curry House, the fortnightly show that gives you a healthy dose of Kaiju goodness every other Monday. I'm Paul, I'm joined by Smokey Joe. Booyah! And I'm going to apologise for the last episode where I didn't ask Joe what have Kaiju been up to, I just said casually, what have you been up to? Because for whatever reason, I guess I was tired, I don't know. Let me ask you properly, what have Kaiju been up to? I feel like it's all the more the sin because you're the one that came up with that pun. I know, I know. I apologise to our listeners and viewers. I, I should know better. You'd think after, you know, 80 episodes, I, I would have kind of got it in my head by now. I know, and it's funny because people people do come out, they, go, they like, will pick those things up, don't they? Like, it's yeah. a thing that we hear. <laughs> so in terms of what I've been up to, um, I recently got my Father's Day present in. Um, I realize it is Father's October. Day? Yeah, I realize it is October, but uh, COVID and shipping and logistics, it's been a bit much. So my partner, Dawn, uh, she ordered me the Shadow Monarch Vestatosaurus uh, uh, figure from Nanmu, and that was via the Big Bad Toy Store. And it's awesome. So for those of you who are not familiar with what the Vestatosaurus is, it is the big T-Rex from Peter Jackson's King Kong. There are four versions all said and done that they released. There are two color schemes. There's one which is the green jungle variant. And then there's one which is like a red ochre kind of variant that uh, I didn't so much go for, but it is a beautiful figure. And then each one of those variations comes either with no base or with a base. And then the base itself is just a bunch of Kong skulls with bits of skeletons strewn about. I should correct myself from earlier. There was one other version that came out. There was like a metallic painted version. It was like bronzed. And that looked really nice too, but I like my natural beauty. So I kind of went with the green version that we saw in the uh, film. And it's amazing. It only has one point of articulation, which is the jaw. It's beautifully, beautifully painted and sculpted. It balances on its own two feet, which is great. And it's not a shelf hog, but it is, uh, it's more than um, 30 centimeters. It's about 30 centimeters long, actually. Yeah. So it's great. Um, it's just really good. I really like the osteoderms. It's sitting here on, our, on my desk right now, but when we put this up on YouTube, uh, I'll give Paul some pictures to show. But if you look up Nanmu Studio Shadow Monarch, that's the figure that I got. So I've had so that. Where is that going to live? Um, right now, I I have empty shelf space. Oh, you do? Okay. So I thought your shelf. I, I do. I I actually well, I actually managed to post some of the commissions that I've been doing, and ah, then um, I finally sent our co-host who our co-host with the most that is kind of on a holiday <laughs> right now. Um, bless him. Uh, co-host Alex has uh, been a bit run down the last few weeks he has caught that bug that's been going around the world and so we've been giving him his piece and uh yeah but to kind of cheer him up um i sent him one commission and then uh i sent him an x plus destroy all monsters rodan because he's been trying to finish that set so good guy he's, he's got some fun things going but there we go paul what have kaiju been up to Okay, well, I finally finished Pandemonium, the um, the Bay, which um, I've been reading for the last like three or four episodes now. Um, I, I loved it. 
I really did. It um, it was easily as good as the first book, and it just kind of ramped up towards the end. Um, Warren has such a way of words that I could easily picture it. I, I mean, I was picturing it as a movie in my head as I was reading it, and I was just thinking, I want to see a, a big budget version of this on the screen because some of the um, the battles um, was just some just some of the scenes in it that I I don't want to say because it'll you know spoil it. But there's just some really fantastic. Uh, moments in that book and yeah I would highly recommend it to anyone who's uh, kind of in interested in, uh, in in that sort of thing but yeah big big thum thumbs up from me um, I actually did mention it um, at work not we're not not at work because you know we're not at work but on our on our team site I mentioned um, if you you know if you're into books and like sci-fi then check out check out this book and a few people said, you know, I will. And because I said, oh, because <laughs> I had to plug the plug the podcast while I'm there. I said, oh, by the way, if you like the book, you know, we, we've interviewed the uh, the author. And then um, someone came back uh, and he suggested that I check out a board game. Uh, now, I haven't checked it out. I, you know, I'm not going to say that. But um, I have looked at it online. Um, it's a game called King of Tokyo. Have you heard of it, Joe? I've heard of King of Tokyo, yeah. Yeah. Okay, have you, have you played it? No. No? Um, I just, I've never really been one who's massively into board games. No, me neither. I, I'll, I'll play chess. I'll Did play checkers. I uh, I played Heroclix. I think Heroclix is as close as I've gotten to like an actual board game that I really enjoyed. But other than that, I really haven't gotten into it. What I do love is card games. So Like your Pokemon. Magic the Gathering, oh, magic, yeah. Pokemon, yeah, Pokemon with the kids, Magic with my mates. So there we go. Okay, well, we'll just say yeah. So um, Chuck called James at work recommends King of Tokyo if you like board games and kaiju. Um, so I had a quick look online. It, it says it contains giant monsters, giant robots, aliens, and they're all trying to destroy Tokyo. And I think whoever does the most damage wins. So you know, it sounds like it could be fun, but. I don't know if I want to spend £25 on it. I might just perhaps YouTube, see what it's like. Um, other than that, I played a game called Second Extinction on the Xbox. It's it's an early preview build. So um, although it's released, you can buy it. It's not the finished product yet. So they're going to keep adding to it. And I was really excited to play it. And I was terribly disappointed. <laughs> so um, I'm hoping they do add more because the idea, I mean, basically the idea is dinosaurs are back on Earth. But now they're mutated. So it's not just a T-Rex and a raptor or, or whatever. You know, they've, they've now got like poison or electricity powers or whatever. But the idea is it's a three-player co-op. You just land wherever you're in a drop ship. You choose where you land on the map. And you've got to complete some missions while destroying hordes of dinosaurs. I admittedly played it solo. And I was just, I basically just did a mission, killed some dinosaurs. And I found it just a bit dull. The map was massive. You couldn't drive. I just had to walk for a long time, kill some things, and and push a few buttons, and that was the mission done. And then I died because there was, I just I couldn't take them all out. But um, you know, if if you want some simple fun, you know you and don't mind violence because I will say this is very graphic. There was blood and guts spilling out. You know, there's dinosaurs intestines all down the road as I shot them to bits with a minigun that's that's rather intense yeah it, yeah it really I, I was looking and i was thinking wow this is 
very, very graphic. The thing, you know, just limbs were flying off everywhere. But you know, it's that's his audience. It is just you know, go in and, and kill stuff, and that's that's fine, I, I guess. But I wanted a bit more of a story. I wanted to know why these dinosaurs were here. I wanted just just a bit of a plot. I wanted some characters that I cared about, not just someone who um, I think there was like six playable characters and they all kind of looked very similar. They just had either big guns or small guns and that, that was it. But hey, you know, as I say, it's it's rare to see dinosaur games at the moment. So I, I gave it a shot. I just hope yeah. something better if, comes along. If I'm going to recommend a dinosaur game to you, Paul, I'd recommend Saurian. Saurian. So I thought that was a character in Primal Rage. Sauron is a Sauron, character in Primal Rage and, and a character in Lord of the Rings. In Lord of the Rings, yeah. But um, Saurian is a uh, first-person game, or I guess you can go you know, like third-person view, but you play as one of a few different species in Hell Creek, um, which is a paleontological ecosystem 65 million years ago, give or take. And it's... They've spent years and years modifying this game and making it the most accurate, accurate representation of a paleo ecosystem. The animals are all accurate to what has been discovered in the deposits from the Sierra, from this locale, the, right down to the flora, like the actual plants and trees are accurate to that specific location. The climactic, um, occurrences are accurate to that specific location. The species are accurate to that specific location. And indeed, they have been meticulously thought out, muscled, sculpted, the skin textures, the colors, everything. They have put it into Saurian. And it's a great game. So what's the and purpose of the game? To survive? You're, ju you're just playing as a dinosaur in this dinosaur world with other people. Oh, so it's a, a fully online game and everyone's a, everyone plays as a dinosaur? Yeah. That's different. That's the complete opposite of what I was just playing. Yeah, so you're just, a yeah, you're just a dinosaur and you have to grow up and live and just try and survive. And it's very clever how they've done it. And it's, and it's a really wonderful game. And I think one of the things that they were looking at doing and releasing at the time that I last looked at the game was they were going to release a post impact as an after the comet hit uh, environment that you had to try and survive. So I thought that was very interesting. That is interesting. Yeah, I've never heard of that. Yeah, That's a... Kind of a, a post apocalyptic dinosaur survival game, but there's no people. It's just you're trying to survive the extinction event. Yeah, because I mean, there's so many post apocalyptic post-apocalyptic games where you are a human and there's been a zombie outbreak or or something you know something yeah Never but have we seen it from a dinosaur's perspective yeah before it's an accurate game and you're just playing as a dinosaur so for anybody who played with like rubber dinosaurs or was playing with dinosaurs as a kid and like you never really grew up out of it or you missed it yeah you can play this game and you can be the dinosaur i'm gonna have to youtube this Oh, it's an it's it's a beautiful game. It's incredible, and it was on Kickstarter like a while ago, but they just blew it out of the water and they just fully funded everything. It was incredible to watch. Nice. Yeah, it's on awesome. Steam. I know you can find it there. Yeah. Okay, I'll check that out. 
Yeah, it's totally worth it. I was going to say, like, it is dinosaur endorsed by Joe. <laughs> the raptors have feathers. The T-Rex does not have feathers. They, uh, due to the most recent uh, skin impressions, they had to kind of um, own up to the fact that the T-Rex might not have had feathers. Um, it's kind of like how you see uh, elephants. So elephants are mammals, but they're very sparsely haired. And that's because, because they have such a large volume elephants it's really hard for them to overheat or underheat or you know like get too cold so it, their bodies maintain a certain core temperature really relatively easily so tyrannosaurs being the same size if not a bit bigger they would have had the same benefit so if you want to look this up folks you can but an old like zookeeper's tale would be if you leave a window open in the elephant enclosure during winter the elephants won't mind but the mice in the, like the, in the elephant house, they won't fare very well. It's because they have a very low surface to volume ratio and they'll get cold very quickly. So yeah, so skin impressions say low feathers, if no feathers on T-Rex, at least from what we've been able to see. So they took the feathers off their Tyrannosaurus Rex because at the beginning of the game, it did have feathers. So I mean, it's just, they're constantly tweaking it to make sure it's as accurate as possible. It's really neat to see that. Oh, very cool. Okay, well, I'll say I'll check that out on YouTube and we'll take a quick break. There we go. Two, one. Hello, and welcome back to Kaiju Curry House. This is episode 81. You are listening to Smokey Joe and my accomplice, Paul. There you go, Paul. <laughs> I don't have for anything, the, it's just Paul. For those of, for those of you who <laughs> tuned in on YouTube, Paul just did an amazing little dance there. Pop, pop. Sorry if you're watching community. So it act I have some news that actually dropped today for those of you who might be uh, interested. So you don't know from previous episodes, Post Joe is really into his dinosaurs and large dangerous scaly things. So if you were also into large dangerous scaly things and replicas of large dangerous scaly things that just sit in your office studio shelf wherever and collect dust much as like they do in my office nanmu studios might ring a bell with you now for those of you who are not familiar with nanmu they do dinosaur figures and they've kind of been focusing on jurassic park they make very nice, accurate dinosaur figures. The Statosaurus, aka Shadow Monarch, that I have sitting on my desk right now, is a Nanmu Studios figure. So, why am I talking about Nanmu? Where did dinosaurs factor into the equation? So, we've spoken about dinosaurs in the past. We'll get into the subject, you know, why we have them on the podcast. But in this case, Nanmu is releasing a figure which they are titling Mordred. For those of you who do not know who Mordred is, he is the character in Arthurian legend who killed King Arthur. So, or at least delivered the blow that would eventually kill King Arthur. So Mordred is a stylized version or a homage to the Ultimasaurus. Now, I was talking with Paul before the podcast began, and I explained a bit of the history, which I'll do now. So in the 1990s, there was this great film that came out. It was called Jurassic Park. The book's great too. It's potentially even better, depending upon your tastes. So when that movie came out, uh, Kenner Toys 
came up with a fantastic line of Jurassic Park figures. I think if you grew up in the 90s and you loved dinosaurs, the Jurassic Park figures were these names. So there was the original Jurassic Park, there was the Lost World series, and then after those two films, they weren't really releasing anymore, but Kenner was like, oh, we still got the license for this, like what, what, what can we do with it? And Kenner came up with the idea of creating figures of hybridized dinosaurs, where dinosaurs with their genetic code have been mixed with that of modern animals. So you'd get animals that were like part Tyrannosaurus rex, part Velociraptor, or, you know, like part sauropod, part Spinosaurus, just, you know, like odd mixes. And they had really crazy paint jobs. They were not naturalistic uh, looking paint jobs at all. However, they were pretty cool. So some of the figures that you could probably look up would be the Velociraptrix, which was a Velociraptor and Archaeopteryx combined. It's a really crazy feathered Velociraptor. Um, another really cool one would be that they uh, did a Tyrannosaurus Rex Alpha and they, they did a couple of different versions of it. So they had the Thrasher T-Rex, which was a pretty famous dinosaur figure from the Lost World that they did and they gave it a repaint. And then they had the big bull T-Rex from the Lost World that they gave a repaint. And those figures look pretty awesome. They look pretty bodacious. So the Ultimasaurus was supposed to be like the crown jewel of the line. So Kenner had like these crown jewels in each wave. Now for the original Jurassic Park run, the Kenner big red Tyrannosaurus Rex was the one that everybody wanted. So for the Chaos Effect line, He's already done T-Rexes, what are we gonna do now? So they came up with the Ultimasaurus, which was a combination of a Triceratops, a Tyrannosaurus Rex, a Velociraptor, and an Ankylosaurus. It had an armored back with a club tail like an Ankylosaurus. It had these bodacious, big, thick legs like a T-Rex, but it had the Velociraptor feet. It had Velociraptor arms, and basically it had a Triceratops frill with horns coming out of a Tyrannosaurus Rex head. And it looked the part of the Ultimasaurus and it looked very Kaiju-esque, which is why Joe's bringing it up now. However, the line didn't do very well. Not many people were buying it. So the idea or the line got pulled and the Ultimasaurus was only ever really seen on the back of packaging. We know what it was supposed to look like, but only prototypes ever made it into the market. It was never mass sold. So you had a bunch of kids like little Joe that were looking for this everywhere, could never find it. So now current age, we have folks that grew up wanting this figure. They never got it. So Nanmu Studios, I guess someone on that team got the idea, we're gonna make a realistic looking Ultimasaurus with a big like Jurassic Park style paddock fence base. And it's gonna look awesome. So they've just let drop the figure unpainted today, the day before Halloween. And they titled it Mordred, and they've said that they're going to be taking pre-orders in their first quarter of 2022. 
So by all means, check out Nanmu Studios, look for their Mordred, aka Ultimasaurus, and get out your pocketbooks because this guy doesn't come around very often. It's a very niche want, but it's kind of neat because it's a bit of history because the Jurassic Park Chaos Effect line by Kenner, it kind of came through in Jurassic World and all the subsequent Jurassic Park films because we've been hybridizing dinosaurs in those films. And that idea was really first put forth to a large degree by the Chaos Effect line. So that was pretty cool. Paul, you saw some pictures that I posted up, right? Yeah, I saw the, the picture you put in the um, UK Kaiju Facebook group. But um, I, I am curious now, did they mention a price or, or size of this thing? I'm assuming 30 centimeters is like most things, but did, did so they So it won't be 30 centimeters tall, I don't think. It will be a tall figure relative to my Vestatosaurus. My Vestatosaurus, which I would reckon would be on the smaller side of what this figure is likely going to be is about 30 centimeters long. So it's probably going to be bigger than that. The other thing that you have to take into account is that uh, Nanmu lets you buy direct or you could buy through a third party, like the Big Bad Toy Store, who stocks a lot of Nanmu stuff or Everything Dinosaur, if you're in the UK, they stock a lot of Nanmu stuff. So it's you'll be able to find it if you're looking for it, chances are if you buy direct from them you'll have a lower price than through another online retailer yeah, sure. it's just it's a lot easier to find those larger online retailers than potentially nanmu so there you go but i know that they have a facebook page an ebay page and that you can find their stuff on amazon occasionally there are different ways to get Nanmu, but you know, like Big Bad Toy Store, Everything Dinosaur are the ones that I would recommend for those of us in the United Kingdom. Okay, cool. Uh, and you mentioned Halloween, Joe, because we're recording this on the 30th, so tomorrow's Halloween. You'll be listening to this probably on the Monday, which will be the day after Halloween. But in keeping in touch with the Halloween tone, scary, we're thinking um, Matango. Ah, uh, yes. Which was a quite a, a spooky, not, not a, a jump scare film, but a... Um, an eerie. A, an an eerie, eerie um, horror of, um, of what mankind's capable of. And there's a Rick Boy exclusive Matango uh, that I saw at our friends over at Awesome Collector for only $80, which seemed, you know, pretty fair. And it's of the Matango, a, a mushroom man. So I don't think, well, it's definitely not something you commonly see, Matango merchandise. No, so, you don't. No. If you're a so, fan of Matango, you really need to snap that up. That's it. I'm saying it's up for pre-order now. So if that's your sort of thing, go go put your pre-order now, because I don't think it's going to, I mean, I don't know how popular Matango is. Is it a cult classic? Is it a, Is it quite big? I don't, I don't know. I think, it's, I think it's a good film, but like, as with most horror films, there isn't a lot of rewatchability with it. It's just one of those things that you really enjoy. You know, like if you really love a horror film and you're rewatching it quite a bit, you generally will gravitate towards that niche merchandise quite a bit. Yeah. But but because Tango doesn't necessarily have as huge a following as, say, Kong, Godzilla, Gamera, or, you know, like so many of the others that X Plus puts out, I, th I, think, I think it bears worth repeating that, you know, this won't come out again anytime soon. You're not going to find 
a figure this good, this large for this classic film coming around the houses again anytime soon. So like, again, go to your preferred retailer. We love Awesome Collector. You know, just grab it while you can. That's that's about what we can say. <laughs> How big is it? Is it is it another 30 centimeter? Uh, no. So I don't know, for whatever reason, um, X Plus are doing this as an 18 centimeter. Interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know because Actually, I can't remember the, what the X plus range is, but it, I, an 18 stands out a bit. It's not normally, wasn't it 25 or 30? Yeah, 25 or 30 is usually what they stick to. I guess 18 yeah. centimeters is because, you know, it's more humanoid in well, shape. That's it. I'm thinking this doesn't actually, it's not going to go with anything else. This yeah, is going to be a standalone really like model. Yeah, it's not going to be like a, a kaiju that you want to be in scale with. I mean, like, they don't do a lot of human scale figures or, like, humanoid, like, at no. size range. So yeah, I guess 18 centimeters is probably their way of differentiating it. Yeah, I don't think that's a you know, fair size. So say it doesn't need to be massive because Matango is just, it's, it's man, isn't it? That's it. So what I did think though, this is just being me, why is there not a deeper real version? Because that's really a mushroom, cool. Paul. Yeah, it's no, just a but mushroom. you think of a mushroom, it is the, you know, it's, it's, um, it's got the big, the big head. Which different rules like emphasize? If they... Okay, like yeah, it's a cool I just... idea. Like I, I could totally see if you're a fan of the film, you totally want to see that happen. I just think that'd be and pretty cool. That's I know, all. but like in my mind, if I if I saw them doing it in my mind, it would end up like being Toad from Mario. You yes, know? that's all I really want, isn't it? I want X Plus to make Toad from Mario. Lordy, but yeah. <sighs> Sorry. It's just that's just where my mind went. A, a mushroom would be a, a small thing with a big head. So, but, um, hey, who knows? Maybe if they sell this really well, then they'll make a um, another model later on. Yeah, it, it could be yeah. them testing the waters, couldn't it? It could be. I'll tell you what, though, I I'm still waiting. You know, for any X plus employees, I'm still waiting for that dragon to drop. <laughs> You're not going to tempt me with anything else. I am waiting for that dragon that ray harry has in dragon i know it's coming coming soon ish <laughs> hopefully because yeah so that's, so that's it you won't be buying any anything else until that comes i'm not better release it if you want me to spend any more money with you because <laughs> i don't know i don't know i was really going home we were talking with uh, jeremy um and i was just like oh you gotta do it as like gargantuan series and like you got to make the big one so it's in scale with the cyclops and now now i'm just like kicking just myself give it to me. End, just like why did i say that <laughs> why, did, why? <laughs> just I don't, I don't mind what you do now just oh, i want it <laughs> oh and um while we're just talking about things coming out there's one thing that i've uh, recently pre-ordered which is a dragon sword figure by um super seven because uh, me and Joe were talking gorgeous. before, and I've I've never owned I never owned a Dragon Sword toy when I was younger. So um, I guess this is the um, the child of me saying, "Hey, <laughs> you can afford it. Buy it. Buy it." Um, and so I have. Now it's not out till September twenty twenty two. Bit of a wait, but it is on pre order now. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's nine inches. It is yeah, it's quite a way, but it's um it's nine inches tall. So it's a you know it's not massive, but it's a fair size. Um, it is fully articulated, so I can put it in whatever pose I like, and it comes with interchangeable hands, so you can have just the normal hands, 
hands that have the um, like the missiles ready to fire, or one where the missiles are actually firing. So um, there's plastic leading out from the fingertips all the way out, and then you see the rockets. So that looks very very cool, and it also comes with a um, the Dragon Sword coin and a tiny little I guess the, an in, in size Green Ranger who can stick you know on his head or on his feet or whatever. But uh, they're doing a whole range, so you can get all the Power Rangers, you can get. Um, Rita and and the others, but Dragon Swords where it's at for me, and that was a fifty. Dragon Swords where it's at for everybody. <laughs> it should be that that would be the right choice. Um, fifty five dollars again. It's awesome collector or or wherever you like to make your purchase. But um, just a quick shout out to Dragon Sword fans out there. Not out till next year, but it might be worth a pre order just in case it's um popular, which I think it. Dragon Sword was the Godzilla sword. Let's let's face it, he, he yeah, was. I think so. It was. That, that's totally it. It is. It's awesome. It, it was like edgy. Stuff. It was the anti-hero. I mean, like, it was like the Vegeta or, you know, who else? Like the Venom. You know, like, he started out a villain yeah. and now he's like, now he's like one of the goodies and it's like, oh, he's 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 good, but don't cross him. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> Love Dragon Zord. Love Dragon Zord. Right. Okay, Joe, let's take our final break of the day. Hello and welcome back to the third and final part of Kaiju Curry House episode 81. Now, as I said, Halloween's just passed and the next event for you guys is Godzilla's birthday. November the 3rd, Godzilla turns 67 years old. And you might have seen a few weeks ago, there was a teaser trailer for a Godzilla versus Hedorah uh, movie that's that's being teased. All I know is that it's going to be released on the YouTube, the, the official Godzilla YouTube channel, on 3rd of November. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, in line with that, there's also been a, a ton of Hedora merch coming out. Of, um, I know on Awesome Collector there was a, just a bunch of about, I think, eight different models, all these different variants where he's in, he's black or he's blue or he's translucent, just lots and lots of um, Hedora goodness. I, I thought the film was really cool, but I don't think we've seen anything since that film. And now suddenly they're just really celebrating him. So, um, you know, fill your boots if you're a Hedorah fan. Um, are you excited for this this film, Joe, to see Hedorah versus the, was it the Final Wars Godzilla suit they're fighting in? Yeah, I think it is yeah. kind of funny because everybody was geared up to see a Hedorah versus Godzilla fight in that movie. And then... It was three yeah. seconds, and everybody was just, really? So I think Toho's, they might be throwing a lot of folks a bone, because I don't think anyone really let that go. No. There was more at the end, wasn't there, in the, in the credits? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, 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 was, actually... there, was a, yeah, there was a scene. Like, we saw that when we watched it, and we did our little, like, review, and we are just like, how silly is this movie? But we, we watched it through the credits, we are like, wait, Adora's in the credits? That scene in the credits was longer than he was in the movie. It was. Yeah, but uh, no, I mean, I'm glad for Hedorah fans out there. Hedorah isn't my cup of tea. I'm just waiting for this to finally come around and happen for Titanosaurus. You like when they celebrate terror of Mechagodzilla. Well, that's it. I guess, you know, the day will come. The day it's... will hopefully come. Yes. But so, yeah, so I, I think it's just a short film. I'm going to guess, what, 10, 15 minutes, if that? If that, yeah, yeah. probably. I'm going to be disappointed, aren't I? I mean, is very disappointing. Alex isn't here to defend it, so I'm just going to make him crinkle his nose since he's listening. I thought the film had some really cool moments. 
It did. There were a lot of really like psychedelic moments and it had a kooky soundtrack and I really liked the metamorphosis that Endora goes yeah, through. That's it. I like I like the size. The message. The message the mes- is great. Yeah, obviously very very um yeah. Pro Earth message there. And yeah, I don't know where they're gonna take it. So it's uh, it's gonna be interesting to see. One way or another. I mean, at least they're celebrating Godzilla's birthday. Because I didn't know if Toho were going to do anything, and then just that sort of appeared. Oh, I mean, like when you say Toho and the rest of the world, they're probably they, they associate with Godzilla, you know, like that. That's that's like one of the most lasting staples of their film library. It's Godzilla, and they got to kind of make a thing of it. It's like if Disney didn't like celebrate a Mickey Mouse milestone. Now, granted, this is sixty-seven. Well, that's it. If it there's if no it was... special award for sixty-seven, yeah. is there? Yeah, the seventieth, I expect. Yeah, a big blowout, but sixty-seven. I was like, well. It's his birthday, but what are you going to do? And the answer is Hedora. It's really interesting because you and I might, well, I, I hope, I certainly hope, we'll make it to 100 years of Godzilla, you know? Yeah, we should. Don't we, you know? Should, yeah. All, you know? all being well, as long as there's no Fingers you know, crossed. pandemics or anything. But we yeah, yeah, we can't have any, like, pandemics or, like, global, you know, like, fallouts <laughs> or anything, you know, no more of that, but... You know, touch wood, we'll hopefully see Godzilla's 100th birthday, and that'd be really something cool to see. That is going to be something to see. I don't know what they'll do for that. Who knows what will even be out by then? You know, like what kind of films or the uh, media which you can enjoy to have these characters. But yeah, it'd be really neat. It's just interesting to see what they do at this point. I, uh, behind me, with my uh, Godzilla Rick Boy of the uh, 1984 film, I have an Oxygen Destroyer. It was part of the 65th celebration. They gave a little keychain out at the Godzilla store. And, you know, it's just like little things like that for collectors or folks to have fun with. But, you know, Godzilla is one of those things that, that you know, everybody will always be like, oh, yeah, it's Godzilla's birthday because he has that notoriety. So it was fun. It was fun. I'll, I'll totally put on Gojira on uh, third and check it out. It'll be fun. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah. How will you celebrate Godzilla's birthday? I don't know. I'll be obviously I'll be working during the day. I'll probably be quite tired. <laughs> what what day is the third this year? Um, so the third falls on the Wednesday, I believe. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? So it's a funnily, en- funnily enough, that is curry night in our house, so is we will it? have a kaiju curry night. Wow! I feel like I should have curry now. <laughs> well that's the thing so my partner don really likes curry and um a bit of news in our house i we are expecting there's a new kaiju fan coming and i'm super pumped and excited about that i already have the my first godzilla uh ordered again and um but uh yeah curry still stays down and it has been you know staple so you're gonna have curry on wednesday and i will probably try Dawn hasn't seen the original Godzilla, so it'd be an okay. opportunity to watch it. Yeah, because I mean, because she has what has she watched some of the Godzilla films? We, she tried to get through Shin Godzilla, and we started that kind of late at the night. She didn't stay awake through <laughs> towards the actual interesting bit, but she has seen the new ones. Um, the new ones being the legendary films, yeah. and you know, she's a good sport. She will watch them with me. She's she watched Godzilla vs. Megalon. That was the first Godzilla wow. film ever. Yeah, wow. that that's in this podcast. Like that's love. Then, I know, and then immediately she was just like, "I'm done." It it was no no. She really enjoyed it for its awfulness. To be fair, 
which of course immediately triggered Alex the second that she said yeah. that to him, which was great, you know. So, you know, she's a great sport. And um, I feel like Curry Night this week with the bit of Gojira, that'd be a fun little way to do it. Okay. Well, I'll definitely check out the, the YouTube channel and see what the Godzilla versus Adora is all about. At the you very know, least. Another thing yeah. we haven't talked about is Dune. Dune. Oh, that's the one with Graboids, yeah? Really, really big. Oh my gosh. All right. No? So, okay. Well, they're underground giant worms that can potentially eat people. So, I mean. And do they hunt by sound? Yeah. Right. Okay. Yep. Graboid. They, they're, they're, they're pre Graboid, though. Like, Dune oh, is before Graboids. What, what, what year is Dune set in? Because the Graboids are pre Cambrian life forms, Joe. Okay, never mind. I'm not gonna have this argument. <laughs> Just gonna wind you in. So, Why? <laughs> so, folks, um, if you like large, dangerous creatures that can wreak massive havoc, Dune centers on the desert planets of Arrakis. There are lots of wealthy, influential families with dynasties, empires, I guess you could say, that are affected by the planet Arrakis, which is a desert planet. They call it Dune, thus. It is the only planet by which you can find the spice. Now, the spice allows for interplanetary travel, and it's very important to trade, and it's tasty stuff. It has a lot of uses, but it's a planet where you find the spice. And it is the story, it, it's very Game of Thrones, and like to give it, you know, like to equate it to something more modern in how families fight amongst one another and how you have scheming and war and just armies coming together and stuff. But on the planet Arrakis, there are gigantic worms. And these worms are like forces of nature. Like you're not getting rid of them. You just got to get out of the way. And they are kaiju-esque in their nature. And Dune is widely regarded as one of the greatest works of science fiction ever. Frank Herbert wrote the book. In the book, much like Lord of the Rings, it might not be for everyone's taste. It is beautifully written, but it's not for everyone's taste if you want to read a book. However, the film has been getting fantastic reviews. And if you love science fiction, or if you're interested in really good science fiction with great plot, good special effects, like great characters, an immersive story where both men and women play pivotal parts. Now's the time to go and see it in the theater. Now's the time to pick up the book. Now's the time to enjoy it. So we're mentioning it on the podcast, Dune. You'll love it. Or at least you're right. part of the demographic that should be drawn to it if you're listening to this podcast. So go for it. Sorry, okay. had, to, no. had to plug it. No, that's fine. I, I saw that it was like number one worldwide at the moment, so it's obviously reasonably popular. It's already uh, the sequel's already been greenlit. Okay, so it's well, been out yeah. a week, a weekend, a week. So it's already been greenlit. Well. So yeah, it's doing quite well. Okay. I have, well, um, I'll, I I'll yeah, I'll I'll um I'll check that out, or at least I'll check out the trailer and then see if I want to check it out. 
but I think that um, brings us to a close. So, Joe, if nothing else. If nothing else, I've recommended a few things on this podcast episode, so I'm just going to go over them again. Check out the trailer for Dune. And check out Nanmu Studios, the Mordred figure. I know that they've posted it on our on their Instagram, and I have also put it up on our Facebook page so that you can see one of the uh, production images of it. So there you go. Two things from Joe to check out. Okay, very cool. Um, I guess I'll do something similar and just say, if you like Dragonzord, go pre-order the Super 7 Dragonzord from your retailer of choice. And also if you like Matango, uh, quick, because um, I don't think X Plus will make a lot of them. So yeah, go, go pre-order that. And of course, Please enjoy Godzilla's birthday in whichever way you choose. You could watch the original film. You could watch Godzilla vs. Kong. You could you could listen to Godzilla by Blue Oyster Cult, or you can just you know watch the Godzilla vs. Hedora on YouTube. But you know, however you choose to it, just uh, just celebrate uh, love of the of the G Man. Happy birthday, G Man! Happy birthday! Yeah, happy sixty seventh birthday, Godzilla! There we go. Well, thank you, folks, for listening. This has been episode eighty one of Kaiju Curry House all stars for joining us tonight and as always keep it kaiju <laughs>